has been paid for by the New World Order. Listen up, you blind slap nut. If I can be serious for a minute. This is the Wrestling Weekend Review Show. The Light and the Flex Network. The real reason I came here tonight is because we are live! We are NXT! It's, 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 Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all the ages, Merry Christmas Eve to everybody out there in the world. Man, can't believe it's already Christmas, guys. It's X Christmas Eve, December 24th, and we got a show for you today. Yes, I know, shockingly, that the world still has to go around and round for wrestling here on the Flex Network. But again, Merry Christmas to everyone out there that is enjoying the, their time off you know, with their ho- families in this stinking, lousy, no-good virus time period we live in. But again... We got wrestling to talk about, guys. We got a lot of wrestling to talk about as we are on the road to Wrestle Kingdom 15 in a few, and I do mean few, short weeks to kick off the new year. I mean, it's literally right across the, the year. We're so close. And then we're also on the road to the Royal Rumble. And that's always a great pay-per-view on its own right there. But, man, we still have a lot of great stuff to talk about today on the show. Uh, We're going to try to keep it short for you guys this week because this, of course, is, you know, Christmas Eve. And I know a lot of you want to spend time with your kids, time with your loved ones, and just overall want to, you know, just sit back and relax on this Christmas Eve as for a lot of kids, Santa's on his way, guys. And yes, he is wearing his mask. I know I talked to the big guy himself, but yeah, but let's get into the show. It is Christmas Eve. So uh, let's get into the news because oh, we are live. Yes, we're live. And in Living Color on Facebook, on the YouTube, and on that Twitter. So let's get into it with the news report. Uh, quick little things. Um, as you know, over the as a little little toss that out the side. Um, Monday we had lost a uh, former WCW uh, wrestler. Uh, he wrestled five matches in the late, or sorry, in the late mid nineties for WCW and Hall of Fame football player, NFL f- football player, uh, Kevin Green. 
uh, passed away at the age of 58 on Monday. That's just sad. Uh, we lost. There's another wrestler. I want. I, I call. Uh, uh, he did pretty well for a wrestler. Uh, he teamed with Flair, with Piper. Uh, he and Mongo. I mean, granted, he betray, you know was betrayed by Mongo. Um, but for the five matches that he had in WCW, uh, for being a a Hall of Famer in the NFL, he was he was okay. He was pretty, you know okay for you know his short time in the wrestling ring. Uh, you guys can go check that out. You know he teamed with Flair, so you know go check that out on YouTube. Go check that out on that WWE Network. Uh yeah, he was a. Uh, let me see if I can bring back what his stats were, at least for the for the NFL. Uh, he played 15 seasons with the LA Rams uh, in the NFL for the Rams, the Steelers, the Panthers, and the Niners. And then after retirement, he coached for Green Bay Packers and the Jets. Uh, he was a two-time All-Pro and five-time Pro Bowl selection. Uh, he finished his career with 160 sacks, which ranked third in history, but only behind Bruce Smith at 200 and Reggie White at 198. Uh, he had forced 23 fumbles and had five interceptions. Man, it's just a sad, you know, this year has just been a real bummer for your for a lot of reasons, you know, losing people to virus to this virus and just on top of that, losing like icon icons, oh, you know, this year. We lost Sean Connery. And again, it's just a loss, you know. This year, 2020 officially sucks or even more. But thank God it's almost over, guys. We got we're literally seven days, literally one week. It will be New Year's Eve, and we can kick this year's butt and never, and I mean never speak of it again. Because, oh, shoot, I lost the, oh, it did, didn't want to play for me. But either way, uh, we do not talk about 2020 after 2020 is over. We will just simply say we skipped a year. In two thousand, from We went from 2019 and we went straight to 2021. But, ah. Uh, Let's just let's move on with something happier. But uh, we know next week or sorry, next year to kick off the new year for Raw. Uh, Raw is going to have a Raw Legends night with Hogan, Flair, Beth Phoenix, the Glamazon, Tori Wilson, the Sergeant Slaughter, Kurt Angle and many, many more are going to appear on uh, this show. So that should be a you know a nice little way for the new year to start off for Raw. We're gonna see the legends, but again, I'm gonna get on a rant here about what you know, especially with Raw, because Raw has been going a downhill just so badly, like where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. Yeah, it's still going. So the drop is real, guys. Uh, I 
I just don't, you know, I, I get why people are not watching Raw because of the, you know, with everything going on and storylines and talent just not getting up to par. But I feel strongly that there are better days ahead. I feel like right now, this, and let me hear me out about this. And I keep, actually, I said this uh, a long time ago. I said this a long time ago on this network, on this Flex network, that the de- that rest, WWE goes through its up and down time periods. Okay, think about it. Really think about this. WrestleMania season. You know, we'll start with WrestleMania. WrestleMania, we're at this high point where viewers are watching like, okay, it's WrestleMania season. And then after WrestleMania, slowly, you know, okay, it's a little high. We start to go down a little bit. SummerSlam, you know, we'll go, we'll dip that back down uh, at the beginning of summer. Get to August, where it's SummerSlam, it pits back up. Okay, SummerSlam, okay, done. Then it goes through the fall to drop slowly, you know, maybe even sharply, depending on what's going on. You know, maybe even for the Saudi show, it drops. Survivor Series, it picks back up a little bit. And then it goes back down, you know, for a good time period. But once we get to Rumble time, after TLC, we normally will see this uprise with the Royal Rumble and getting ready for WrestleMania season. And we see the viewers come back up. And we see people watching the, you know, Royal Rumble and getting back in, you know, maybe even a little bit of a dip into, you know, whatever, uh, Elimination Chamber, whatever is going to happen uh, between now and WrestleMania time. And then WrestleMania, it's all the way up. So, but, and again, I I don't, I think we're going to get that rise back up. I mean, to a degree, because we're heading into Royal Rumble time, uh, it's the end of the year. People are, well, I mean, granted, this is not a normal year, so I can't really say. I would say if this was a normal year, we would be sitting here saying, oh, well, everyone's at home right now. Uh, you know, the children are, you know, not really children, but the teens are at home. They're watching, you know, the kids are at home. They're watching wrestling because they don't have school to go to. They're on winter break. You know, Christmas vacation, winter break. They don't go back till January, so they're going to be watching at home, being with the kid, being with their parents and everything. And the parents are home a little bit more because uh, they ha- they need to watch their kids. And but it, this year has been so wonky; it's been so crazy that everything's just been tossed out the window. And and I get it, you know. Now, you know, there are people out there that are losing interest in WWE, you know, in Raw and WWE because of, you know, it's a repetitive cycle of they're doing bad things with talent, you know, stuff that is not making sense. They're not giving the, the right people the time of day. We're seeing the same people every week on on an endless cycle. But. I see some light at the end of the tunnel for WWE, at least for, you know, I see a break period to where we're going to get viewers, you know, WWE is going to get viewers back and they are going to, 
you know, hopefully get people back for Rumble. That's, you know, at least get some people. If it's not like what it was last year, at least get some people back in. Hold on. Bless me. Uh, if it's not some people for Royal Rumble time where they're distant from the ring, if they're sitting in the base, if they, you know, reconfigure Tropicana Field and they allow people in the stadium seating and not on the floor, then I be do believe that they can at least have people back in for Royal Rumble time and then slowly over the next several over the next uh what six seven you know over the next eight months as people are getting the shots as people are getting um you know that immunization from this covid i mean depending on how well it or how it does and how it works you know we could see changes with this whole thing by you know hopefully by summertime hopefully by summerslam i would say by summerslam by august end of august that we're going to have fans back in the stands we're going to have fans back in the stands <laughs> Uh, for everybody, we're going to have people back at WWE. We're going to have people back at AEW. Uh, we're going to have people back, you know, a lot more people back at uh, New Japan. We're going to have people back at uh, Without a Cause here in Everett, Washington. Uh, we're going to have people back at Impact. We're going to have the people back at these, you know, events. And we can get back to some form of reality. You know, normalcy, maybe, you know, even if it's a, you know, a mask, you know, for when you, you know, for even a little bit more, you know, much longer, like, uh, you know, maybe till fall or even, even better yet, uh, a mask, at least a mask to maybe October, September. And then, you know, it's under our thumb, it's handled, you know, the virus is, you know, not a as big of a threat, you know, as much as it was when we, you know, a year ago or at, you know, sorry, I can't say a year ago, uh, back in March when everything was kicking off. So I, I do see, you know, hopefully by SummerSlam this year or this coming year, but a lot of things got to go right. And a lot of things have to, you know, literally have to go right. But all right, moving on. Now that I just had my rant uh, with, and actually, you know, uh, last little rant about Raw, and again, Raw, I just feel like they're, again, they're, they need to get people back in, but also, hopefully that by the time, you know, it's Raw Rumble season, so viewers should be starting to come back, and they need to have some matches that people want to see at Royal Rumble. That's the whole thing. I think that if they can get a Rumble card to, you know, at least Raw side, if they can get a Raw side, you know, viewers-wise, if they can get Rumble card built good to where, you know what? You guys need to go check that out. I mean, literally, TLC, and we're going to talk about TLC in a, in a small bit because, damn, 
talk about uh, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Oh, God, I'm going to have a... Oh, God, I'm, if I keep going with that, I'm going to have so many burning questions about that and so many burns about it. Oh, um, <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to have so many jokes for that. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like if Raw can bring a decent... I mean, a great card to Royal Rumble and have the talent and have the story for Raw to you know get people to get invested for, oh, you know what? Let's see what's going to happen. Okay, we know what match is going to happen at the Rumble. We're going to, okay, let's see how we get there. And then when Rumble comes, we're going to have the viewers for to watch Royal Rumble. And then they're like, okay, well, let's, let's get into, you know, okay, let's watch Raw tomorrow night. See what happens, you know, as we get to the next pay-per-view, you know, uh, Elimination Chamber or, you know, Fast Lane. And then, of course, we're getting into this, you know, repetitive streak of, okay, let's get to WrestleMania. So I think, and of course, SmackDown 2, you know, the same, you know, copy and paste of they need to have, you know, storylines and the talent wise for SmackDown to give us a good SmackDown side of the Rumble and their, their card all the way through to WrestleMania. Because this is the last part for WWE. We're in the last half of the year for these guys. It's Rumble, you know, the th it's the third big pay-per-view, you know, at least in the big four. Sorry, it's the number two one, but in the calendar year, this is number three as we head to WrestleMania. Actually, this is number four because we're heading straight to the new year. Once WrestleMania hits, we start over again. All right, moving on. Um, big news at, down in L.A. Uh, if you guys remember over the summer, uh, Shad Gaspar uh, passed away, you know, at in down there in L.A. Well, not really passed away, but he uh, he was found, you know, his body was found uh, in the water, you know, washed up on shore, after, you know, the drowning situation with his kid. Uh, he died, you know, and he was, you know, trying to save his kid. He were they were both swimming and they got caught. Lifeguard saved, you know, was trying to save them both. He was like, "Hey, here's my kid, save him," and they saved his kid, and he was taken under with and everything. You guys remember this? Should remember this. But anyhow, uh, Shad's widow has filed a lawsuit with the state of California, the city of L.A and L.A. County for negligence over her husband's death and dangerous condition of public property. Um, she has alleged that there were insufficient signs posted to warn off the dangers of swimming in the, in the location that wh where it happened, and that lifeguards who tried to rescue her husband and son were understaffed and not properly trained and that they did not bring proper equipment for the rescue. Um, so, yeah. That is a hefty, you know, that's going to be a hefty lawsuit right there. I mean, um, I think, you know, of, of course, I think she might actually get the win, you know, my, I'm just taking a thought process and guessing here. But, with what was going on back in May, and again, this is, you know, when people were on the lockdown and, you know, socially distant, everything everything was going on, and people were getting, you know, laid off or, um, uh, what was that? What's that word I'm looking for? Um, oh, damn, I cannot think of the word, but it was like they were 
they were put on, you know, they were told, hey, you still have a job, but you're being at home for the time being. Um, I cannot think of it. But either way, you got um, people out there. You guys know what I'm talking about with. They were on lay layaway. They basically they're just saying, "Go home. You 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 can't work, but we're going to, you know, you still have some. You know, we we don't need you right now, but yeah, that that word I can't think of it off the top of my head. It's gonna it's gonna drive me up up the wall. But either way, so with everyone, you know, people losing jobs and losing money and stuff like that, I think she may get that." Just because of what was going on at the time, uh, and the fact that you know LA was hit hard and they were on lockdown, I would you know hard for you know like a long time to where barbershops, restaurants, and stuff, everything was you know all, pretty much everything was closed except for essential stuff like grocery stores and you know other than that. But I think she might get this. But of course, uh, we know Shad passed away age thirty nine back on May 17th of this year, and he and his 10-year-old son were among a group of swimmers who were swept away by a strong current while in the ocean at Venice Beach. Uh, first responders hit the water to rescue the swimmers, but uh, Shad told them to save his son first. They did, which saved his son's life. Uh, Shad was reportedly then hit by a large wave, and he went under. Um, search and rescue operations was then launched at but Shad's body washed ashore three days later. Yeah, I think he, she might get the she might get the verdict on that. I'm just, you know, my thought out there. What's going on? You know, with everything. Uh, but again, let the legal system handle that, um, and let you know lawyers and everything go handle with that. Uh, it it just it just feels you know sucky that you know it comes to this that after you know something could have. You know, I don't know if anything could have been done to save both of them. I really don't. But it, it's just just one of those things where it's a freak accident. You know, it's just bad, you know, bad timing and everything, you know, where, you know, wrong place, wrong time for these, you know, for these two. And unfortunately, one had to survive in this. And I'm not saying that, you know, either should have, you know, one or the other should have, you know, died or both of them or none of them. I mean, it's just, you know, bad place, bad timing. And it sucks. So, uh, again, don't don't be hating on me, you know, for, you know, saying these things. But, again, it's just, you know, reading the situation and looking at it, and it's like, it, it sucks that, you know, you're swimming out there. You, you're going out for a nice swim if you, with your son. You get caught in an, uh, in a riptide, you know, sorry, in a rip current. And, you know, if it's, you know, something happened, maybe something happened, you know, got a cramp and you can't swim or you, you can't swim. You know, you went out to something, you know, they were out too far. Something was happening with the water, you know, with the current. And a lot of things could have happened, you know, to eat, get them to that point. But uh, it, it just sucks that someone, had, you know, someone had to die from this. But. Again, uh, rest in peace, Shad. Uh, and I mean, it's great that you, you know, it was a real heroic thing to say, you know, say, hey, save my son first. Uh, great father for that. But, um, but yeah, that's it with, you know, that.
proceedings. Uh, we'll probably keep you keep you in the know for that one. Uh, Trish, actually, we got some good news on this one. Uh, Trish is in talks with the Performance Center to work with NXT and developmental ta talents uh, with, in some capacity. So that would be some good uh, some good news there to have Trish working at the Performance Center uh, in some capacity. Um, the the Hall of Famer right there, Trish the Dish, the Stratisfaction right there. That would be super cool to see what she would be able to do with uh, develop me, developing talent down there, especially the women. That would be awesome. That would be real cool. We could probably get some uh, good you know, good matches, you know, out of there with uh, that talent down there. You know, learning from Trish. Uh, that would be awesome. Um, and then, of course, one last little thing. Um, WWE is in a trademark dispute with the Kansas City Chiefs player Chris Jones over in a uh, Stone Cold. Um, yeah, that's kind of uh, not really a good thing for Mr. Uh, Chris Jones. Um, WWE is currently negotiating a settlement with the, over a trademark with uh, dispute with Stone Cold LLC uh, over Stone Cold Jones nickname. Um, a soda in conjunction with Kansas City or K Kansas City Soda and WWE believes that it infringes on two trademarks they own: uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Stone Cold. So, yeah, that is some craziness right there. But that's gonna be it for the news right there. Uh, yeah. That is just the news for uh, today. Uh, let's do some recap and let's go talk about what went down this week. So you guys should know it's that spoiler alert. So you know the deal when you hear the woo, it's time for spoilers. So if you did not watch what's been going on over the week, what were you doing? What were you doing? You guys should be watching. You should be watching what's going on on SmackDown. What's going on on pay-per-views? What's going on on Raw, Dynamite, NXT, and getting ready for all these events that are coming up, guys? Really? You should be. But, alright, let's get into what happened on the SmackDown before the end of the, the last SmackDown before TLC. Shebang! Oh, Miss SmackDown. It's been good. Um, Street Profits... Uh, taking on Rude and Ziggler for the SmackDown tag titles. Uh, Profits picking up the victory and retaining their tag titles. Uh, Riot Squad taking on Billy Kay and Tamina. Uh, Riot Squad picking up the victory in tag team action. Uh, Otis beating Shinsuke Nakamura in one-on-one -on -one action. Uh, and Bailey taking on Bianca Belair. Uh, Bailey picking up the victory. Um. I don't really have any, you know, real comments for SmackDown. I think they're in cruise control a little bit over there on SmackDown where they have good matches and there's, you know, of course, with everything going on with Roman and, you know, Kevin Owens building up for that, uh, for TLC, they were on cruise control realistically. Uh, nothing negative, nothing bad I need to say about, you know, or even, you know, not even anything positive about uh, SmackDown. So just they were on cruise control. Uh, let's head into TLC before, you know, let's get into TLC, uh, talk about what went down over the pay-per-view weekend for, 
WWE. Let's you know find my TLC background. And crowd's coming up. Chicken, chicky. Oh, dang it. That's what happens when you have when technology does not want to work with you. It's slow. Oh, there we go. We're in this, the eye of the tornado because it is TLC. Uh TLC what went down. Uh on the pre-show, we had the big we had an eight-man tag team action with Big E, Daniel Bryan, Chad Gable, and Oyas taking on King Corbin, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Shinsuke. This was a good match to kick off the night. Um, Big E picks up the victory over Sami Zayn, and he gets will be getting a Intercontinental Championship opportunity on SmackDown tomorrow night on the Christmas show that's already been recorded, uh, so everyone can go home for the holiday for the Christmas. Um, actually, even more so, we know that uh, I'll even actually I'll talk about it in a little bit, but yeah. Uh, and I, I will get to that. And uh, there was some something that caught my eye over the, you know, after TLC or after this week that I need to go about. Um, kick the match kicking off the TLC, you know, actual TLC pay per view. We had the triple, we had a tables, ladders, and chairs match for the WWE title. Drew McIntyre taking on AJ Styles for the WWE championship. Now this match was damn good. I mean, it was, I liked it, it to kick off the night. Uh, it was, you know, it's TLC. Um, but what I found the, the most funniest and the best part about this is that during the match near the end, you see the Miz and John Morrison come down and cause chaos. Well, so much that John Morrison with the briefcase in hand, Tells the referee, cash this in. The referee then tells the announcer to cash it in. The announcement was made that the Miz is cashing in his money in the bank contract and that this is now a triple threat TLC match for the WWE Championship. Now, I... Uh, I'm gonna. It, it'll come back up again when we talk about Raw, but I think that you know, of course, the Miz cashing in at you know, I think cashing in at, you know at a good prefer, uh, perfect time because it's during a TLC match. Drew is injured, you know, getting injured, you know, with his leg and everything, and AJ Styles gets taken out, but no, no longer able to be that sneaky surprise, you know, on a Raw. On a smack, you know, sorry, on a raw or, you know, at a certain point during, before next year's money in the bank, that Miz can't, you know, has cashed in. So now, before, you know, as Miz is climbing the ladders, like, yeah, I'm going to, I got an easy victory and I'm going to be WWE champion again. I'm going to be relevant. I'm going to be. Uh, the face of the brand. I'm going to be the face of the company. Yeah, that don't work. He gets tossed through a table like it was going out of style. And Drew McIntyre actually picks up the victory, retains the title, and The Miz failed to cash, you know, failed in his cash-in for the 
money in the bank contract. And we're going to talk about that again when it comes back up on, on for Raw. But uh, actually, you know, I'll even bring it up now because on Raw, we, we saw The Miz whining, bitching, complaining, you know, big old crocodile tears that he didn't cash in the money in the bank contract. He should still have the contract. You know, it was John Morrison who cashed in. Okay, well, let's get something very, very, very well straight here. Because if you go back into every WWE Money in the Bank cash-in, and I understand, and let me let me emphasize this very clearly. Yes, I know it's staged, it's story-based, and it's all fake. Ah, uh, I broke this the secret. But if you go back and you see every money in the bank cash in, you know, that turned into the match, you see briefcase handed over, you see referee tell announcer, announcer makes the announcement that this is a money that so and so is cashing in their, their money in the bank contract for the for the WWE Championship, the World Heavyweight title. And then the bell rings or the the match gets turned into a triple threat match, if you remember WrestleMania uh, in, in uh, Santa Clara. During Brock and Roman's match, it was turned into a triple threat match. It didn't matter. doesn't matter who cashed it in. The second that that briefcase has been handed over to the referee and the referee tells the announcer, make the announcement that this is a cash-in and the announcement's been made and he's, you know, whoever starts doing action is a legitimate cash-in for the championship. Even, you know, unle and unless you, you know, the you know, if it was, like, say, uh, I'll even, you know, granted, Miz, a couple times, he tried to cash in and was like, nope, never mind, I'm taking my briefcase back. And, you know, it was right before he was like, you know, being, you know, or it was as he was handing it over, he was getting knocked out. Then it didn't happen. The only time I can actually say that a cash in did not count was because Daniel Bryan cashed in on Mark Henry while he was deemed in you know in a, not not able to be cleared to wrestle so that means the cash in didn't happen and that was for the world title uh when Daniel Bryan won money in the bank contract uh he had the he had the contract and the briefcase he cashed in after big show knocked out Mark Henry Mark Henry was a sitting duck Daniel Bryan brought a referee out. He cashed in, pinned Mark Henry, thought he won the world title. As Michael Cole was just calling him, you know, hypocrite, saying he was going to wait, you know, as Daniel Bryan said he was going to wait till WrestleMania to, to cash in uh, for the main event. But it didn't happen. He found an opportunity. But Teddy Long came out. It's like, hey, whoa, 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 stop. Stop the celebrating. Listen, Mark Henry was... In you know injured, he was not deemed not able to wrestle. So unfortunately, this cash in is null and void. However, 
Here's the briefcase back. That is the only time that someone could ever claim that a that the contract cash-in was null and void and the holder be received as briefcase back. Miz has no claim on this. He has no claim on regaining, regaining the money in the bank contract. He, uh, John Morrison may have cashed in, but Miz went for the title. If he didn't go, if he had not made, I would consider if he had not made a offensive move to go for the WWE championship and you know start climbing the ladder, I can see the Miz, you know, having a legitimate reason for not having the cash in and be given back the money of the bank contract. But since he made the offensive move to go climb the ladder, to go grab the title before getting tossed off and put through a table, he doesn't get to claim anything that, oh, M Morrison cashed it in. I deserve, I should get my money of the bank briefcase back. I should be granted uh, the t opportunity again. No. Sorry, Miz. You failed. And if you want another opportunity for a WWE championship, win the Rumble. We're, we're a month out from the Rumble. Miz, you can try again in the 30-man Royal Rumble and win that. Um, all right, so... Continue on with TLC now that I went on my money or Miz and money failed money in the bank ramp. Um, women's the SmackDown women's towel up for grabs. Sasha, Sasha defending against Carmella. Carmella, I swear, had it had that match locked up at certain points. Uh, but unfortunately, Sasha regains or sorry, not regain, but defends. Her SmackDown Women's title by making Carmella tap out. I mean, it was a good match. I'll give it that. It was a good match all around for both women. I feel like Carmella really stepped up her game in the wrestling department. Um, Raw Tag Team titles up for grabs. Uh, the Hurt Business taking on the New Day. Uh, and another great matchup between these two teams. It was freaking awesome with the Hurt Business pulling out all the stops and getting the WWE Raw Tag Team titles and bringing them to the Hurt Business. They finally did it. I, you know, This was a great matchup. It was so great to see these guys get the titles and now the Hurt Business controls the US. They now control the the Raw Tag Team titles. It is, you know, it's starting to look like a, you know, a Hurt Business, you know, controlling Raw over there. The only thing that they need now is the WWE Championship for MVP and then they have them. They have all the gold on Raw. You know, granted it, the Except for the women's division, but there's I don't I don't think that they I think that they could expand into the women's division. There there could be someone on the raw that could join the hurt business and expand into the women's division and they can capture the women's 
the Raw Women's Title and maybe the Raw Women or the sorry the Women's Tag Team Titles. I could see that. May take a little bit longer, but I could still still see that. Um, speaking of tag team titles, uh, Jackson Baszler defending against Oscar and surprise, surprise, we got the Queen back because she is back. She is back. Woo! Charlotte's back in the bit building, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, she teamed up with the Raw Women's Champion Oscar to take on. Jackson Baszler for the women's tag team titles, and they won them. Charlotte's first night back since the summer, and she gets gold in the Thunderdome. Uh, she now actually, yeah, she joins, uh, you know, her other uh, four horsewomen, actually, besides Becky, in winning this, the tag team titles. Um, I think Charlie just need actually no, she is a Grand Slam champion because she has hold, held on to the SmackDown, she's held on to Raw, she's held the NXT women's title, and she's now the women's tag team champ. She is a Grand Slam champion. I mean, she may not have money in the bank, uh, and she may not have uh Royal Rumble. Actually, you know what? No, 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 no. Scratch that. She has Rumble. I forgot about that because that's how she challenged for NXT Championship at last year's WrestleMania. I forgot about that. <laughs> a lot of things happen. A lot of, sometimes things get forgot. Uh, WWE Chip, uh, Universal Championship is up for grabs in a TLC match. Tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh, my. Uh, Roman defending against Kevin Owens, and Kevin gave us one damn good fight. Um, I thought he was going to have opportunities, uh, but thanks to Roman and his cousin getting involved, uh, they, you know, they literally hindered a lot of his opportunities uh, to get the title. I mean, he came close a couple times. But if it hadn't been for Jay, uh, his, you know, Jay getting involved, yeah, just KO would be champion. Just my thought on that. And then, of course, in the Firefly Inferno match, uh, Randy Orton taking on Bray Wyatt. You know what? For being in the Thunderdome and being, I would, you know, I don't even want to say it was taped that's the thing i legitimately think you know and i'm sure people out there even you know there are people out there that say that what happened at the during the firefly inferno match that it was you know it was recorded it was already done it's like i don't think so i think it was done in a live setting i mean good on the camera man for the camera crew for their work because it looked damn good um but yeah a lot of craziness a lot of back and forth uh there i legitimately thought that with randy orton covered head to toe and or actually not even head to toe but more like neck down defeat in you know sweatshirts sweatpants you know that you know 
that kind of you kind of feel like he was going to be the one that was going to be, you know, enjoying a uh, a toasty night at TLC because TLC that night was not for tender love and care. It was more, you know, especially in the holidays, you know, with the chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Um, but you thought that Randy Orton was going to be one setting setting ablaze and burning in the fires of Inferno. Um, but no, uh, shockingly, uh, after, you know, with Bray trying to set Randy, or actually put Randy Orton in the rocking chair, set that thing, you know, and douse him in gasoline and a trail, and then Orton getting out of Dodge quick, um, and then trying to set Orton on fire back first, getting reversed, and Bray Wyatt gets set on fire for a short little time. And the match, you know, I would say the match ended right there. The second that uh, Bray's back got set on fire, and damn, he got lit. Like, legit. He got set on fire. And then even afterwards, Orton just RKOing the fiend knocking him out and then the long draw out of pouring gasoline on the fiend and then you're like you're sitting there and you're watching you know like okay he's good he's he poured gasoline i'm like okay the fiend's gonna get up i mean he already lost the match uh orton won but you see him just you know hold on to that match it's already lit it's coming down near the end and then all of a sudden, you just see him flicker, and you see the fiend in the ring, doused in gasoline, set on fire. Wow. And that's how you're going to end a pay-per-view, guys? You're going to end it with someone getting set on fire. Now, uh, yes, I know someone out there is just going to post in the comments, it was a dummy. The Fiend was not set on fire. I know that. I know that The Fiend was not really set on fire. But you know what? I mean, you could tell. I mean, there's no, literally no chance in hell they were not going to pour, that they were going to pour gasoline on someone who is wearing a leather jacket, who has a singlet, and is still, you know, has, you know, body exposed, skin and everything exposed, and is wearing a mask with, you know, dreadlocks, and not, they're not going to legitimately set him, hit him on fire. The only exception to the rules of for setting him on, setting someone on fire was Kane and MVP, but Kane, at least during, you know, for those you know, past infernal matches, uh, those past uh, four infernal matches that Kane has been in, uh, the one at Unforgiven in '98 with his brother Undertaker, he had his arm set on fire, but you could tell that oh, he had you know he had that long he was still in that early Kane and had you know like one arm exposed, but the other was still covered with a glove. And that arm was set on fire. Uh, the Raw February 2nd edition in 99, again, against his brother Undertaker, that one was a big boot to where 
uh, you know, he his boot was set on fire because he was trying to go for a big boot and it missed. He got caught on the fire, lost that one. And then SmackDown, you know, in September of on uh, the September 23rd edition in 99 against Triple H. That one, he was he had a, that arm again set on fire, but you could, you know, obviously tell that one was, you know, he had something over it and he got he lost that one, but he didn't care. He wasn't running like last time because it was like, okay, my arm's on fire. I'm whole, I'm I'm trying to protect my buddy X Pac who just got his butt kicked by Undertaker and Big Show. Uh, but then MVP, who was actually set on fire in 2006, that one was a legitimate use of someone getting set on fire because MVP got roasted in the back. Like, you know, just you know, like pushed into the fire and then you saw MVP's back get set on fire. Yeah, and with that that Power Ranger-esque uh, uniform that he was wearing back in the day, uh, back in 06. But, yeah, that was uh, Inferno. That was a Firefly Inferno as Bray Wyatt is, was set ablaze like... Oh, what jokes do we got? I mean, besides chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Um, I mean, he was a little hot under the collar. <laughs> um, at least he can say he can get uh, he was not going to be, you know, frozen in December. Uh, he, you know, I'm sure there's other jokes out there, but I mean, that will just burn him. Uh, <laughs> But that was TLC for everybody. Uh, let's head on over to talk about that uh, Monday Night Raw and what went down during uh, Raw this past week. Move on over to Raw. Uh, Raw after TLC. We had Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler in tag team action taking on Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Uh, hopefully the... Uh, Jackson Baser will get back in the tag team title picture. Um, but bah, uh, Baszler and Jax defeat, defeating Manny Rose and Dana Brooke. Uh, Angel Garza taking on Drew Gulak. Uh, Garza picking up the victory. Uh, T-Bar taking on Ricochet. Uh, T-Bar picking up the victory against Ricochet. They're still trying to get Ricochet to join uh, Retribution. Uh, you know what? I could possibly see that happening but again ricochet doing his own thing right now uh we haven't really seen apollo cruz in a hot while so i don't know um her business taking on jeff and matt or jeff hardy and matt riddle uh in tag team action her business still rolling as they pick up the victory. Uh, Jackson Ryder taking on Grand Met Grand Metalik. Uh, Ry Riker picking up. Sorry, it's Jackson Riker. Uh, Riker picking up the victory in singles match. Uh, the tag champs in act the SmackDown or sorry, not the SmackDown, but the women's tag champs on uh, in action as Charlotte and Oscar taking on Peyton Royce and Lacey. I still don't you know don't. Fully, I mean, I see a little bit more and more of Peyton Royce and Lacey working, but not as much as Iconics. Um, Charlotte and Oscar win, uh, and then six man tag, and uh, for their holiday edition of Raw, uh, 
in a holiday street fight. It was Drew, Keith, and Sheamus taking on Miz Morrison and AJ in a street fight. And, of course, this was a nice way to end Raw for the Christmas season as Drew, Keith, and Sheamus pick up the victory. And that was Raw this past week, you know, for uh, the Christmas edition for them. Uh, uh, speaking of Christmas edition, tomorrow night we know that it will be uh, the Intercontinental Champion defense, you know, championship on the line. Sami Zayn taking on Big E. Uh, Universal Champion will defend his title against KO in a steel cage match. And then the women's tag titles will be up for grabs as Charlotte and Oscar will take on a random, uh, an unknown team. So that will be SmackDown tomorrow night. That has already happened. And there was, uh, you know, don't go looking on Facebook, you guys. Um, there's uh, at least some places I've seen, even even some, you know, you know, wrestling outlets out there that have already posted what you know the uh, big uh, surprise, you know, spoiler for what happened on Christmas. It's like you know what, guys. If I wanted to hear what happened on SmackDown, what happened on uh, a, a taped show for the holidays, I would want to watch it. I don't want to, you know, have you guys, you know, say out there. Oh, so and so won a match, won the won the title. It's like, what is this? 1998 again, where you got Tony Schiavone, you know, on live TVs telling everyone, "Hey, Mick Foley's gonna win the, you know, he wrestled here one time as as Cactus Jack is gonna win the world title." Huh? That's gonna put some butts in the seats. It's like, really, guys, you're gonna do that? for people out there that maybe want to watch SmackDown and, you know, they're cruising through Facebook or Twitter and they see someone post, Hey, so-and-so won this title. Uh, don't go and watch, you know, you know, we're saving you time to watch it. It's like, really guys, you guys are complete idiots. It's like, you know, if I want to, it's nice that you want to share that you know you saw you know you heard something or someone leaked this but i want to watch it still so save your your spoilers for inside your head wait you know let everyone else go and watch cuz maybe they want to see a great match you know they they saw that WWE posted that oh we're going to have an intercontinental championship match we're going to have a world title match and they want to, you know, oh, someone looks at it like, oh, this will be good to watch on Smack, you know, this coming week. Let's go and, you know, I need to watch it. So it's the same, it's on the same precipice for someone spoiling a movie, guys. It's like, really? I want to go watch this movie and you're going to tell me what happened? So and so died. Thanks, Johnny. You're, you know, I now I have to go watch it to see what happened. But yeah. All right. So now that I've had my rant about this and trust me, this is, I swear, this is a rant, a rant escapade before Christmas, the snowman rant before Christmas. Um, let's get into NXT and then we'll head to dynamite and we'll close out with, uh, what we know for what's coming up for Russell kingdom. Uh, NXT this week. Uh, the black and gold brand. Uh, 
We had a street fight for the NXT titles. Killian Dame and Drake Maverick challenging Oni Larkin and Danny Birch of the Kings of NXT. Uh, it was a good street fight, guys. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Larkin and yeah, Larkin and uh, Danny Birch pick up the victory, and they retain their SmackDown or sorry, their NXT titles. Actually, let me double check. Size. I think I may have put it wrong in my notes here that they won. I just, uh, just, just want to make double sure because I want to give you guys the right, uh, the right uh, info before we. Yeah, Larkin and Danny Birch. I had it written wrong in my notes. Uh, but yeah, they won. Uh, retained the tag team titles. Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott taking on Jake Atlas in singles action. Swerve picking up the victory. Uh, Rhea Ripley taking on Dakota Kai. This is a great woman's uh, matchup here. Uh, Rhea Ripley picks up the victory in action. Uh, Bronson Reed picks, you know, makes his return. Uh, he squashes Ashante the Adonis literally just squashed him uh Leon Ruff taking on Timothy Thatcher Ruff picking up the victory and he's getting an early Christmas present as next week to end the year for NXT he's gonna get a North American title rematch against Johnny Gargano uh Tyler Russ taking on Ari Davari, uh, Russ picking up the victory in a 205 match in a cruiserweight matchup. And then the main event, Adam Cole taking on the Velveteen Dream, the returning Velveteen Dream. Uh, Adam Cole beats up the Velveteen Dream. Uh, we do know, of course, next week we're going to have a North American title match. Gargano and Leon Ruff going at it. Uh, and then, of course, we know that at New Year's Evil, to kick off the new year, will be Cross taking on Priest, Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez, and that last women's standing match. And the NXT world titles up for grabs as Finn defends against Cal O'Reilly. That is going to be a damn good next two weeks, guys. Um, and you know what? Even the segments with Johnny, or sorry, The Way, I, I literally... I do not know how people are not instantly. The second that people, you know, come out and say, oh, it's the way, then you've got, I don't know how Gargano, Candice, Austin, and, uh, and Indy are just not being compared to a certain song uh, by Fastball. It's like, when you hear the name the the way, it's like, wait a minute, what are you serious? They they're named the the way, and just by the name itself, I find it funny that uh that they're known to be you know for the I, I hear the name and it instantly plays to this. Yeah, I I hear that and I'm like, where were they going? 
without even knowing the way. It's like, come on. I mean, I like it, but it's like, <laughs> it's just too funny. Um, all right. Uh, that was NXT, you know, especially for a very Gargano Christmas. It was fun to watch. Um, Dynamite. We're going to talk quickly. As we had the holiday bash happening on Dynamite this week. Uh, we know that at Beach Bat Break in February to kick off February, uh, Saban and Penelope Ford are going to have their wedding. Should be, you know, of course, a wrestling wedding in any form is always ending in chaos. Um, Dustin Rhodes taking on Evil Uno. Uh, Dustin picking up the victory in that matchup. Uh, Tag team action with Jericho and MJF taking on uh, Top Flight. Jericho and MJF winning in their tag team match. Tag team world tag team tiles up for grabs. Bucks defending against the acclaimed. Uh, great matchup from the Bucks as they retain their titles. Uh, Jurassic Express taking on Colt Cabana, five and number ten of the Evil or of the uh, of the Dark Order. Uh, Jurassic Express picking up the victory. Uh, Haruka Shida taking on Alex Garcia in one-on-one -on -one action in the women's division. Uh, Shida picking up the victory. And then Pack defeating the Butcher in one-on-one -on -one action. Although, you know, it's a good holiday bash for uh, Dynamite. We saw Sting make an appearance. Uh, Team Taz. Darby Allen. So it was a great match, you know, great night for Dynamite uh, for them right before Christmas. And then, of course, we're on the road to Wrestle Kingdom. We now have an updated card of what it's going to look like, guys. Uh, and I'll probably keep updating it, you know, next week too, because we're going to have, it'll be literally upcoming you know after you know once we hit the new year russell kingdom is like within a couple of days guys so make sure you guys go and check that out you guys can go and get actually i'll tell you how you can go and check that out that card uh for russell kingdom it's always a blast and it's a two-night event again this year so a lot of great things you guys can go and check out um so we know night one on at russell kingdom it will be uh, we're going to have an IWGP junior heavyweight title match as uh, Hiromo Tanahashi taking on El Fantasmo. We're going to have the IWGP tag team championships up for grabs as it will be Dangerous Techers, uh, Tachi uh, and Zack Sabre Jr. defending against the World Tag League champs, Gorillas of Destiny. We're going to have a IWGP US tight or championship rights certificate matchup uh as kenta of bullet club will take on juice robinson the winner will hold on to essentially the iwgp us money in the bank briefcase will give him an opportunity for a matchup against john moxley as he is the us champ in iwgp or in new japan uh we're gonna have one-on-one -on -one action Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on the great Okan. Uh, Okada will take on Will Ospreay in one-on-one -on -one action. And then main event for night one will be an IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental championship matchup as the champ uh, Naito will take on 
the original the winner of the G1 tournament over the summer, Kota Ibushi in one-on-one action. Uh night two is gonna have a exhibition match from stardom. We do not know yet who's gonna be in that match. Uh, we're gonna have a fatal four-way for the 2001 King of Pro Wrestling trophy to kick off the new year for uh New Japan. We don't know who's going to be in that fatal four-way matchup. Um, and again, it's provisional because we they start off the year with someone holding on to the winning the match, and then they are a provisional uh king of pro wrestling champ until they lose it, and then it just goes all the way through to the very end of the year. And but we do know who is the official 2020 king of pro wrestling champion as it is Tori Yano as he is the inaugural champion. He last defended it uh, successfully and ended the year uh, yesterday as the champ. He defended it admirably and beat Bad Luck Fale in a body slam or no corner pads match to become the official champ. So he held out onto it for 116 days. He defended it twice. So he had a good run with it for the year. But we do know that there will be a fatal four-way match for the 2001 version uh, for, the, for the trophy to, on night two. We just don't know yet. We'll probably find out uh, next week of who may be in it. Uh, tag team title match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Titles as uh, Suzuki uh, Gun of El Desperado and Yoshi Kanamuru will take on Taji Japan uh, in tag team action. We're going to have the uh, one-on-one uh, matchup for the Never Open Weight Championship as Shingo Taji taking on Jeff Cobb in championship action. Uh, Evil will take on Sonata as former partners uh, go at it. Uh, we'll have a one-on-one matchup for the jun- IWGP Junior Heavyweight title as it will be Taji, or Taj- Tajiri Ishimaru defending against the winner of the El Fantasmo uh, Tangahashi matchup from night one. They will earn the opportunity to challenge for the Junior Heavyweight title match Uh on night two. And then of course. Jay White will be waiting. For the winner of night one's main event. As he will be. Receiving a IWGP. Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championship match. For the winner. Of night one. Uh, whoever wins between Naito and Ibushi. Uh, they will face Jay White. On night two. As he is the official contract holder for that world title, uh, for that double championship opportunity. But that is going to be it for me, guys. That is it. We got nothing else left for you to get, for me to give to you guys on this Christmas Eve edition. I've given my presence of wrestling for this year. Uh, granted, next week, or I'll talk about next week in a little bit. Let me do some house cleaning before we get out of here for the day. Uh, Be sure to like and subscribe and follow us 
everywhere. We're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, and we're on that Twitter. For your football content, you should be following us at the Flex Network 1. And for the wrestling side of the universe, you should be following us at FlexNet underscore PW Elite for all your all of your wrestling content. Um, you can find us on YouTube. Just search F Flex Network and Flex Network Wrestling. We're two separate uh, accounts. Well, you know, for Flex Network for your football content and the Flex Network Wrestling for your wrestling content. We're on the Facebook. We're all there at the, at the Flex Network. Check us out there. Uh, and, of course, you should be liking and subscribing to all of our content. And, of course, we're on that podcast, too. We're on that Apple. We're on that Spotify. We're on pretty much everywhere. But if we're not somewhere where you listen to podcasts, let us know. We will get there, too, and we will flex on that and bring you that content. Um, but, yeah. That is it for me, guys. Um, literally, that's it for me for the year. Um, granted, I'll be back next Wednesday with the boys to talk the final regular season week of the NFL season as we head into playoffs. Upcoming to kick off the new year, or actually, this actually, no, we'll be getting ready for. We'll be talking about what happened this week, this Christmas week, and looking ahead to new to what has ha going to be happening in the new year for week 17. So we'll go talk about that next Wednesday. And then of course I will be back here next Thursday. And I'm not going to be talking about what went down in the wrestling world, you know, as much. I mean, we'll talk, we'll get you guys ready for wrestle kingdom. Um, but we're going to take a, a smidgen of a break for recapping because it is going to be our best of 2020. Literally. I, I, I cannot really, I mean, I can say best of 2020 because that's the only best part of 2020 was the wrestling. Uh, we'll t we'll talk about our favorite moments uh, over the year with you know NXT, WWE shows, you know uh, AEW, New Japan. We'll talk all that, um, but we'll I'll try to get. To, I'm gonna try to have some buddies of mine hop on here. We'll they'll have we'll talk about what went down the year of tw the worst year ever of 2020 but it'll be just like a little bit of a recap for the year we'll get you guys to go back probably go back and check out some some old you know i can't say really old but it's some stuff over the year you know go check out a, a, a pay-per-view over the over the last 12 months but it'll be our best of 2020 uh show and that will be it for the 2020 year guys for wrestling holy heck it's been a it's been 12 months of crazy chaos and just literally craziness but that is it for me guys i hope you guys are in will enjoy the rest of your 2020 uh merry christmas to everyone out there i uh, hope you guys have a safe and enjoyable christmas with your families, with your loved ones. I, myself, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to go enjoy this Christmas holiday, uh, Christmas time with the fam. So I will see you guys next week for our best of the 20s year recap. That's going to be it for me. I will see you guys later. Peace out.
This has been the Pro Wrestling Week in Review Show. You got some fellow Canadians. But when you're from Calgary. Where's that? Alberta, Canada. A one-way first-class ticket to Larryland. What is it with you folks coming to Florida, stay in your own country? This is the Flex Network. <laughs> this is the Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. Why me? Why me? Why me? Don't blame Canada. Blame yourself. Feels like showtime every minute to me. I can't help it. No, 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 no. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Ta-ta for now. We're out of time. Good night on Nitro. The preceding announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Well, you're welcome, Jurassic slap-ass.